Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is time for another of our special trailer roundup episodes talking about trailers for a bunch of movies coming out in February 2023. And as usual, Jason Harris is here to talk about these movies with me. And we'll see, maybe we'll end up covering some of these movies in the coming months. Or we get a few puzzle pieces in there right now just from the trailers. As always, if you like what we do here on Piecing It Together, make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And as I always do on these trailer episodes... It is time to read some listener puzzle pieces for some movies that we covered in January. I got a bunch here, so uh, let's see if I can get through all these real quick. Uh, we, of course, covered Megan, which was a really awesome way to start off the new year. Uh, we got a bunch of pieces here. Um, we got from Patrick K. Walsh in the Captivate podcast group mentioned the Bad Seed, Demon Seed, and GOG. I don't know what GOG is. I'm going to have to look that up. But the Bad Seed I had definitely thought about. Uh, that's, that's a great one to include on that list that we didn't mention on the actual episode. Uh, Heather Sachs mentioned, as far as killer doll movies, Devil Doll, Magic, and Dead Silence, which she put in parentheses regrettably, uh, but all because of the ventriloquist dummies are creepy and very much like these kinds of, uh, you know, creepy dolls. So great picks there. Uh, for The Menu, which was a movie we covered with Jason Harris, uh, William Rail mentioned Waiting and Office Space, two workplace kind of comedies, which definitely, uh, even though things get really dark in The Menu, it definitely does have that workplace comedy kind of vibe, uh, specifically a restaurant workplace, but restaurants are workplaces too. So uh, definitely those are great pieces right there. And then David Mycor, who did not like the movie, uh, said it reminded him of Midsommar, which he also didn't like, which most people love Midsommar, most people love the menu, but David didn't like either of those two movies. Fair enough. Also, our buddy Chad Clinton Freeman said that the menu could feel like a companion piece for Glass Onion and The Invitation, which I think those, uh, those would definitely fit there. Uh, he said he was hoping it would be more like Blood Feast and Desperate Living, which I don't know those movies, but knowing Chad, uh, they're probably a lot gorier and maybe a little bit more insane so fair enough 
then we also got some pieces for white noise which i love white noise i i know a lot of people didn't like it but uh i thought it was great chad clinton freeman again uh he mentioned bjork's it's so so quiet music video for the whole end dance sequence uh which yeah that definitely i could see that that would have been a good one to bring up and then joe black who i believe white noise was his number one favorite movie of the year uh he mentioned southland tales an insane movie that me and joe actually covered here on piecing it together uh the life aquatic which that's an interesting one i mean i did bring up wes anderson uh so you know, you could go, I guess, with that different direction of a, a different kind of Wes Anderson movie. Uh, the Watchmen, specifically the graphic novel, and Getting Straight, which he mentioned is one of the greatest Elliot Gould performances. And I'm going to have to watch that now. So, uh, yeah, those are our listener puzzle pieces. As always, I look forward to getting those pieces and, and reading them here on the show. I love when people write in with uh, any any you know, ideas for puzzle pieces or inspirations that we didn't mention on the show. So please keep doing it. And with that said, let's talk about some February movies. Jason Harris is back and it's time to look at another month of trailers. Jason, how's it going? Dave, if your audience only knew what we do for them, we're both under the weather. Yeah. Cuddling up in our beds, maybe together. Maybe it's one bed. I'm not going to tell. That's for the audience to decide. That's right, but yeah. here we are, because god damn it, there are new trailers that need to be talked about, so we're going to tough it out and fucking talk about them for you. Yes, I like that enthusiasm. Before we talk about some new trailers, let's talk about some old trailers and uh, see what we talked about last month and see if we actually got to these movies and how they were, which of course kicked off with Megan, which I don't think you've seen yet, but I loved. It's just ridiculous fun. I'm glad. I mean, everyone likes it. You know, it's this generation's uh, doll. Yes. The movie, right? You know, <laughs> uh, angry doll or whatever. I like the uh, the tweet. Was that a real tweet where Chucky tweeted like, uh, I did it first and Megan responded, okay, boomer. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, they, they've run a really great promotional campaign. I mean, every, yeah. everything from like the dancing dolls at, at premieres to that Twitter account that uh, she's actually been like taking anybody's like uh, negative reviews of the movie and like backspacing out words to make it sound positive and stuff. Like, yeah. that. like it's really fun. So Yeah, this yeah. was a movie that was a hit before it was a hit because of all the attention it drew on tiktok yeah so it's interesting i'm gonna watch it i'm excited i'm glad you liked it and what a success from a marketing standpoint absolutely uh next up is the pale blue eye the edgar Allan poe film which uh, i think both of us were a little underwhelmed by um i would already put it in the category of potentially the most disappointing movie of the year mm. the trailer looked good it's got a monster cast we know scott cooper can make a good mo sure. movie but it was boring. Yeah. It was just so boring. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a chore a to get through. To get through. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And uh yeah, it's a disappointment because yeah, there's so much about it that I, I thought I would like. But yeah, I mean it, it wasn't all bad, but definitely a disappointment. Next up was the old way, the Nicolas Cage Western, which I have not gotten to. I know our buddy Josh Bell saw it. Uh, I think he thought it was okay ish. Uh did you watch it? I did not watch it. I'd like to at some point, but I guess I've missed my chance of uh, talking about it on this. Though. Yeah. 
Well, maybe next, bad. maybe next time. Uh, right yeah. Next up, uh, a man called Otto, which I, I hear is actually a lot of fun. We've been actually trying to get to the theater to see it, um, but it'll actually be on VOD next week at the time of this recording. So we'll probably just what watch a it hit! Home. What a surprise hit! Yeah, I think I think it's up to like forty million or something. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's this is going to be another one of those movies where they're gonna they're gonna have to reassess how to put movies out in theaters again, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I haven't seen it, but I, and I wasn't planning to, but I mean, everyone likes it. So yeah, I got to watch it. Absolutely. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, house party. I may be the only person in America who went to see it, but, um, I, I thought it was fun. You know, it wasn't, I wouldn't call it good, but I had a good time and, uh, I don't know. It seems like nobody watched this movie except me though. Uh, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I know you didn't. I have performed with kid from kid and play before does that mean anything that that means a lot actually oh, I'm, okay i'm, I'm not about sadly that. not as a rap duo just as a comedian sure. on yeah. the same stage yeah fair <laughs> uh next up is alice darling which i also saw uh, i liked it was a, a good solid drama um i i thought i thought it did a really good job it, you know it, it's great to see her get to do something a little bit more dramatic and uh it was good yeah, I liked it when the guy came back and was like, Alice, darling, <laughs> you must stop this nonsense. He did that like three times. Uh, that was his big thing. Yeah, for sure. So make sure you watch the movie and, and uh, look out for that part. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Missing was up next, which was, you know, of course, the, the latest in these screen life movies. I still want to see this. I did not get a chance to watch it. Um, it. It ended up getting some pretty good reviews. I know we were kind of a little down on the trailer and how... It kind of seems stale and like they're just kind of redoing the same thing. Uh, but it's getting fairly good response and I do want to watch it. Yeah, uh, I will watch it too. As I have said, I like the other two uh, in this kind of series if we're counting that last one. But it didn't feel like a theater trip. Yeah, you know? yeah, I would say so. Uh, next up is You People, which I watched this morning and I know you watched as well. And uh, let me just say, I don't think there's going to be anything that tops this as my least favorite movie of 2023 already. Like I, I, would, I hate I'm, it. you know, I'm glad go ahead, go rant. I, I just, I think it's the, there's nothing in it. That's funny. And yes, there are a lot of very funny people in this movie and, and great performers. And I mean, blackish is fun for what it is, you know, but like th this is so low energy. Nobody is even trying in any of the jokes. And it just, it does nothing interesting. And, and the premise, we, we talked about this on the trailer episode when like, you know, what this movie is going to be. Um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't raise up from that initial premise in any way, shape or form. Yeah. To, to me, maybe this becomes the most disappointing movie of the year because you have such an amount of comedic talent and you're like, why is this the project you guys chose to do? They're, you're not saying anything new. Yeah. Um, also, did you find it? What did you think? So, so uh, if we can dissect for a little here, we have a minute to do sure, that, right? Why not? Yeah. So, of course, the the normal premise of this is okay. Now we're an interracial couple, and uh, I'm the young white guy who thinks I understand black people, but I don't. So, the dad's going to make me look like an idiot, right? Mm -hmm. And the flip side of that, they do. I'm the old white lady who thinks I understand black people. So now the daughter-in-law is going to make me look like an idiot. There was never any like reversal of like, I'm the young black woman who thinks I understand older Jewish people and I don't, you know, and now I'm going to look like an idiot. It was just like 
man, every white person doesn't know any one thing about any black person ever, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all from a very, like, negative kind of place. And it's all, everything has to be the worst possible setup. So that way it could be mined for jokes, I guess. But then there's just it no jokes. There's no jokes, exactly. And if if it was funny, I could maybe forgive that. But it just it doesn't end up going anywhere funny. And like even yeah. e- even Eddie Murphy, who is so funny, like doesn't he doesn't even deliver anything in this. It's just speaking lines. Like yeah, there's I don't there. I don't know what happened. I know you know Kenya Varis and Jonah Hill co-wrote it together. So. Yeah. Explain it to me. I don't know what happened here. I don't know. I will say uh, David Duchovny saves it from being a total waste because I actually did crack a smile at a couple lines from him. So. I know, but again, <laughs> is he in the same movie as the rest no, of them? No, not at all. He's just doing his own thing, of course. <laughs> uh, last one for the month of January, which also came out this weekend, is Shotgun Wedding, the JLo rom-com action movie, which uh, I did not watch, but uh, I don't know. You, I know you wanted to kick, kick me in about the it or... dick and stuff. No, I yeah. I haven't seen anybody say anything about this. I mean, it exists. It feels like they should have released it next week for Valentine's Day. I, I don't Got know. Got a lot of rom-coms coming up in this episode. Yeah, so. absolutely. I guess That's they felt thing. it was too too full. But anyway, let's get to February movies. Starting off with Knock at the Cabin in theaters on February 3rd. It is the new movie from M. Night Shyamalan, who, uh, as far as I'm concerned, had a really great return to form with Old a couple of years ago. And uh, He had already returned to form. What are you talking about? I suppose. So I know a lot of people really like The Visit, and, uh, you know, Split was... Uh, no, wait, which one was it? Was it Split, or was it... Uh, he did the whole universe, thing. right? Because the, the third one was terrible, but the the one before it, where with just James McAvoy, that that one was actually pretty good. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I felt like he was still in a kind of rough territory for those years. But old, I loved, and so now I'm very excited for for the prospect of a new Shyamalan movie. And this is based on a very uh, successful book, uh, which I know usually it's coming from completely original screenplays. So this is a little bit different for him. Uh, but this stars Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff, Rupert Grint. Uh, it's about a, a couple and their daughter are on vacation in a cabin, and this like doomsday cult arrives and makes them choose a sacrifice to save the world. Uh, it's an interesting setup, and you know, with Shyamalan, there's no telling where it's going from here. I'll tell you what, man. Dave Bautista can act, huh? Yeah, he's doing great. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He's he's really tur- like, you know. He's worked very hard as an actor, and he really is, I'd say, like a legit, like, I mean, dude, how how is it that he's not just, you know, if you look at the choices The Rock's making, and then you look at the choices this guy's making, he's yeah. making so many more interesting choices, you know? Yeah, so. he's going to have a longer and better career, for sure. Yeah, but The Rock's got 80 quadrillion dollars. Yeah, so, he's doing you know, right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it looks good. I, I mean, I think we, we want to see it. We hope it's good. Um, we could be talking about how terrible it is next month, and I wouldn't be surprised. How about that? That you is know? absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. um, I picked uh, Knowing, the Nicolas Cage movie, where he knows like the apocalypse is coming, okay. right? And yeah, yeah. That's a wild-ass movie, I remember. Uh, I've mentioned Becky a few times about like the family who's trapped at like, their you know, summer cottage and this feels a little like that. And then I was looking at movies that like involve like huge sacrifices and committing crimes for them. 
And I went with John Q and Dog Day Afternoon, two uh, very odd pieces for this one. All right, fair enough. Uh, those are definitely interesting ones. Um, yeah, Becky I had thought about as well. And by the way, do you know we're getting a Becky 2 this year? Yeah, that's, Becky too. That's weird, but uh, yeah. So I, I I had that one as well because Beckier. of the setting. <laughs> Beckier, yeah. Uh, I also had Ten Cloverfield Lane because of the single location and are they telling the truth or aren't they about the world ending? And uh, and then like any of the home invasion kind of movies like the Funny Games or the Strangers and stuff like that. So, so popular this past year. There's been a bunch of these kinds of movies. So. Yeah. And I think they could all be done very kind of, I don't want to say easily, but, you know, with post-COVID and all that kind of stuff, like, it's a little easier to do with a limited uh, resources and limited cast and all that, so, uh, but yeah, it looks good. This one doesn't look good. Uh, up next is 80 for Brady, which will be in theaters. Yeah! <laughs> I know you can't wait for this, because you are an old lady. Uh, this is uh, Sally Field, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Rita Moreno. A bunch of ladies who want to go to the Super Bowl to see Tom Brady and get into all kinds of hijinks. And fuck! <laughs> yes, probably that. Wouldn't are you, are you excited if like, one of them was like, I'm going to fuck Rob Gronkowski? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even know what to make of this. I, you, you're more of a sports guy. Why don't you tell people what to make of this? I mean, it's not like I look at it and like, what a good premise for a sports film. Yeah. But, um, you know, we know there's an audience for... Old people getting into wacky hijinks stuff, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, so, like, I thought of Last Vegas, mm -hmm. you know. Um, they even reference it at one point. They're like, all right, Golden Girls, get a move on. Yeah. So, like, you know, the Golden <laughs> Girls is clearly there. Um, and then, um, you know, when I think of, like, big event movies that, that you know, where you're showcasing the event while this happens, I thought of Get Him to the Greek. And yeah. Uh, I think Rita Moreno goes on a trip where uh, it looked very hangover-ish. So yeah. those are the four. But like, but really, like honestly, I would be just as happy if you just gave these four like a play and put it on Zoom and just were like, "Here, we're gonna watch these like master actors just act in a, a Zoom reading sure. or something." Yeah, but I mean, hey, I'm glad they're all working and they have like a little cottage industry and everything. Yeah, absolutely, they're all great and they're probably having a blast making this movie, but. Uh, I just I just don't know what to do with it. But uh yeah, I was thinking Golden Girls as well. Um also Girls Trip and Bad Moms, all all these yep. women behaving badly kind of comedies and uh yeah, I don't know. I hopefully it does well for them because uh it certainly looks like they're having a blast, so why not? I'll suck your dick, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Magic Mike's Last Dance, <laughs> February 10th in theaters, uh, which is the completion of the Magic Mike trilogy from Steven Soderbergh with Channing Tatum, of course, returning and Selma Hayek. And uh, it, it seems to be about this uh, this woman hires Magic Mike to put together a big show uh, in Paris, I believe it is. Was it Paris? or is I it thought it was London. London, London. I think you're right, London. So, but first, but before that... Magic Mike is no longer Magic Mike. Right. He's just bartender Mike. Yes. And then she's like, what else do you do? And then he like, he uh, humps her. Yeah. Like, you know. Sure. Like, there's some, he gets like legs up overheads and he's humping. It's so Hayek. Yeah. And she's like, I feel alive again. I will pay you a million dollars to make this show in the London. This right? is how you could get your money for your movie you're trying to make. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just hump, hump uh, hot Latina women. Yeah. So, yeah. If it was that easy, I would be uh, really further ahead, I hope. So. <laughs> but uh, 
so yeah, so then they do this, and then of course, like the billionaire husband's like, "I'm not gonna pay for this" mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Sure. But I didn't see the second. I like the first Magic Mike. Mm-hmm. What happened in the second one? That now that he's back, that he's just bartender Mike. I I got to admit, I don't know. I also only saw the first one, so um, I might have to do a little marathon before this comes out because I definitely want to see it. Did you know I um, recently auditioned for Magic Mike Live, not as a dancer, (laughs) stupid body shaming idiots in the audience, but as like the comedic MC. Nice. And uh, I was really happy with my audition. They went with like a Welsh, like Scottish rock singer. So uh, at least I didn't lose that one based on like, well, he just wasn't as funny as the other comedians. Right, right. They went a totally different direction on that. Yeah. All right, what do you got for pieces here? Uh, I mean, how Stella got her groove back feels very appropriate here okay. of, like, you know, the Selma Hayek. It's so weird to me that, like, Selma Hayek's playing, like, I have not felt any passion in 40 years. I'm like, dude, you're still the hottest lady that I know right. in my life, sure. you know? So, And then uh, there's that bus scene where it looks like they're going to do a crazy dance on the bus, right? So I, I thought of nobody because of the fight scene in there. Oh. But the third one, I was trying to think of like, hey, what's a movie about a show where the stakes are really high for the performer? And I went with Birdman. Eh, yeah, sure. I thought for that particular version, I thought of A Star is Born. But uh, I also thought of Step Up because all the dancing. I guess that could go with any of the magic mics. And then uh, Cocktail, uh, Tom Cruise, you know, with him being a bartender now. So... Why not go back to that? What what happened to, I mean, this is a play in personal meaning. Where's your Charlie Kaufman reference to Cinecode? What? Cinecode? <laughs> Synecdoche, New York? Uh, yeah. yeah. Sign code. Yeah. Let, you know what? Let's, let's throw that in here, too. I like it. Let's throw in sign code New York. It's a good piece, for sure. Synecdoche. So, yeah. I'm the asshole because I wrote the title. <laughs> Let's go to somebody I used to know on Prime Video, February 10th. This is one of those romantic comedies we're talking about that it's coming. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks very by the numbers kind of, but it looks good. Uh, directed by Dave Franco and written by Dave Franco and Allison Brie. They're together, right? Is there, are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're a thing. Yeah, and it stars Allison Brie. And uh, it's a rom com about a woman reconnecting with an ex, and uh, it turns out the ex is uh, engaged and they become all friends and yeah i guess she goes back to the old holden town and ex you know oh i ran into the ex then we start hanging out and the ex invites her over and there's a big family and like apparently he's never once mentioned no. that he's getting married why no. like why would you do that's that, what guys right? always you know? do they always yeah. do that so yeah. and then um you know maybe uh she gets it out with him or the fiance or whoever yeah so, it know, could be it could go either way really but uh it looks okay. I yeah. mean, Prime is Prime is definitely in this market, right? Like, you know, uh, the one last year with the Jenny Slade and Charlie Day. Yeah, the one I really like like that. that I can't think of the name either. Yeah, I don't know what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, so. uh, it had a very punny name, but I'm drawing a total blank. But I like that movie a lot. I Want You Back. It's called I Want You Back. Yeah. I said a no, punny that's name. That's not really a punny name. Well, it's a very famous song, so I guess yeah, it's not really. Yeah, Jackson 5. Yeah. So. So, uh, Anywho. All right. Well, Dave, I picked My Best Friend's Wedding because that has that idea of like... And there's another movie on here that seems a little My Best Friend's wedding me. Um, and then uh, I'm hoping we get a lot of weird family wedding 
relationship action. So I picked Margot at the wedding. Yeah. Sure. And all this stuff where it's like, I haven't seen you in 10 years and we have to sort it out. It always reminds me of the big chill. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I definitely all of those like at the wedding type of things like th those all fit. Um, I also maybe I'm overplaying how much of uh, a mess up Allison Brie is in this, but I I was thinking of like young adult with Charlize Theron or Tiny Furniture with Lena Dunham, like these 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 women like going back home to live with their parents and they're a mess and haven't figured anything out yet and have an interact with all their old friends and all that stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Like, like you said, it looks pretty fun and there's a lot of interesting people involved with it. So hopefully it's good. Hope so. On the same day on Netflix, your place or mine is a Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher rom-com about a single mom who goes to spend a week in New York city. I believe it is like, I think they're switching from MIC and LA and it's like a, a house swap comedy where they try to change their lives by switching but they houses. know each other but they know each other like, they're friends the guys like oh you need to get out because you're always taking care of your kids so you come live in my place sure and i'll watch your kid for a week right yeah um I, before i even knew who was in this movie like they played the opening notes of the trailer and you know boo -boo -boo, or whatever it yeah. was and i was like god i'm gonna hate this movie. <laughs> yeah <I can> tell. <laughs> and it looks fucking terrible it yeah it's just garbage face terrible and like peter doesn't like me like that does he you know, like yeah. that type of shit. These are the tropes. Right. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is in it. She can pull this stuff off. So um, we'll see. It looks terrible. I picked About a Boy, which is a great movie about a, a dude trying to get with a single mom and bonding with her kid. And then I picked When Harry Met Sally as far as the uh, we're friends for a long time. And I'm never going to reveal my feelings to you but that's just kind of me projecting my hopes for the film on this eh, fair enough yeah that was on my list as well but yeah i mean really like you said at the beginning like you can kind of pick any of the friends who don't realize they're into each other and of course that's where things head i also of course had the holiday as far as swapping houses goes and of course in that they're not friends but you know swapping houses to kind of yeah yeah create a new swaps, excitement yeah. in their lives or whatnot has that ever happened to you where you, you were into someone and they didn't know uh i i can't like remember like past 10 years ago yeah, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know anything gina for a long time. yeah it's been a long time so who the hell knows at this point speaking of which i barely remember this next trailer so you might have to remind me what this one was sharper which uh it's an a24 apple tv movie coming on uh, it's, uh john lipgal and julianne moore and it's not really clear what it is except that he's a billionaire yes and there's yes. someone trying to steal from him that maybe she set it up. It was a very then, vague trailer. That's, I think, why I'm kind yeah. of like, yeah, wishy-washy on and, this one. And he's got a son that he doesn't think can take over the business. It's uh, Listen, here, I'll just give you the puzzle pieces because that's the – it's succession and it's arbitrage and it's possibly nil abuse the shape of things where someone sets someone up as a, a fake love interest to – do an experiment or to steal from them. Okay. Well, I don't know about that last one. That's uh, that's an interesting thing that I don't think I noticed in here. But yeah, certainly anything having to do with money and power. I mean, I had Wall Street in here. I also had all the money in the world. You know, just greed and money and family and, and keeping power and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, the real importance of this, I mean, look, it's A24. It's got good actors. We want to watch it. Like, it could sure. be good. But the real importance is that... Uh, Succession is back next month <laughs> yes. or so. Absolutely. I can't wait. 
Uh, next up, I can't wait for this one. Uh, Marlowe coming to theaters on February 15th. Apparently, it's Liam Neeson's 100th movie. And I don't know if like they were just like, hey, what do you want to do for your 100th movie? And he was like, I want to be Philip Marlowe. But uh, he's he's doing the Philip Marlowe character. And it's written by William Monaghan and directed by Neil Jordan. Also stars Diane Kruger, Jessica Lange, Alan Cumming, Danny Houston. Um, and there's been lots of other Philip Marlowe adaptations, but this one looks like a good one. Do you have any favorites? I mean, The Long Goodbye, I just watched for the first time last year, and it made my top ten first-time watches. Oh, there you go. So, so good. This does, this does look good, um, you know, and I think it's t- – did you watch this and be like, it's interesting that this and, like, Fletch mm-hmm. and even Poker Face are, you know, kind of they're, – they're coming back to this genre, which is nice. Yeah. L.A. Confidential, probably an easy, an obvious piece here. And then I picked one that we did on uh, Awesome Movie Year, The, the Late Show, which yeah. featured Art Carney as a very kind of uh, rundown uh, L.A. detective. That that was a good film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would throw Payback in there. And I did have Confess Fletch on my, my list here. Uh, and then, you know, any of those Philip Marlowe adaptations. I wrote down The Long Goodbye. But, uh, you know, you could just go into that genre itself. I mean, that genre has it's inspired a lot of really great stuff. So yeah, I'm again, surprised you didn't have inherent vice. I feel like you are having all these opportunities for your, yeah. big, your all your favorite filmmakers and you're not taking a, a taking them up, Dave. Well, I could have went big Lebowski, but you know, <laughs> there you could have, that yeah. would have been good too. Absolutely. Next up, Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. Somehow in theaters, February 15th, Winnie the Pooh is now in the public domain. So just like, uh, the Amityville story and all this stuff. We're going to get all these direct-to-video weird horror movie adaptations. And this is the first one. And uh, right. I, don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Like uh, The surprise is that they were able to make a feature out of it. Because like, you get it as like a trailer. But like, is it going to even have the ability to hold up as a feature, I think, is the real question. Sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, what to say about it, Dave? Let's see. Um, I mean, yeah, it's got elements of like something like I put trick or treat or scream, you know, something, something. I mean, trick or treat's a good one because it's like all these urban legend stuff that's in our, you know, zeitgeist to so to speak or pop culture or lore, and it it turns it around. The Winnie the Pooh character looks a little leather facey, so I had that. Yeah, and then Dave, I went crazy. Um, cause you know, the whole thing is like, oh, I have to find Winnie the Pooh. I love him. And then he turns out to be, uh, not the friend he remembers. Mm. So I picked Mike White's Chuck and Buck. Oh boy. <laughs> that, that's an interesting one. I want to rewatch Chuck and Buck. I haven't seen it in so long. That's, uh, that was great. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Chuck and Buck suck and fuck. There you go. Good stuff there. Um, I also throw in there both the Banana Splits movie and Willie's Wonderland, both movies where theme park creations kill people so definitely feels uh in line with this i also said it in the in the you know description but all these direct-to-video like amityville type things like where they just take like something that's public domain and say hey let's just run with that and make a movie out of it you can i could probably find a list of those and use any of those as puzzle pieces yeah why are we doing that with our lives yeah we should make things easy on ourselves stupid idiots i know next up Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, February 17th in theaters, the fifth phase, I guess, of the MCU begins. And 
for some reason, they're using my beloved Ant-Man to kick things off. Instead that of does not look good. I know. I, instead of giving him another like fun Ant-Man adventure, they're using him to make this big, super serious CGI fest, heavy stakes, end of the universe bullshit. And I don't know, Jonathan Majors is a great actor, but I am not very hopeful for this. I, I'm confused here again, because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the last Ant-Man, didn't they get caught in the quantum verse like the two older people or something but i guess he wasn't there then so i don't know <laughs> so like we're just ignoring the last the end of the movie from yeah the last movie continuity who knows to get them back into the quantum verse which we which is where we left them in the last one yeah i don't know i don't know yeah they, they got to figure out some way forward because i think they just maybe wrote themselves into a corner or something i don't know we'll see i, I definitely think that phase four did not perform the way they had kind of hoped so there's a little bit of resetting. Well, you know what they should do, which apparently they're not doing, is uh, work on the special effects. <laughs> yes. They look terrible, yeah. don't they? Well, and it's weird, too, because they're really touting this as, like, using these new special, what do they call it? Like, you know, the full reach-around CGI sets or whatever, like... Yeah, we have one of those uh, 360 Yeah, uh, here in Vegas. Here in Vegas. Yeah. yeah, they're cool. Yeah, uh, that's that's the big thing. This is supposed to be a big showcase for it. And if this is the showcase, uh, I don't know, guys. I know, man. It's like, um, let's get back to practical effects. Uh, I mean, come on, man. It's uh, fucking Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and everything everywhere all at once. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see. Did I have any other? Oh, Empire Strikes Back, you know, with the we're going to a world and uh, we think it's this, but it's not this. There's something I didn't tell you about it. Oh, I got framed. Uh, fuck my ass. Blah blah blah. I just fucked Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> that went in some interesting directions. Uh, yeah, all all of the all of the Marvel multiverse stuff just kind of converges in on itself, and they're just hoping they can find a way through with this. Um, of course, this particular storyline i guess started with loki isn't that where they uh introduced kang and now that's going to be like the big thing going forward oh yeah so, i'm actually watching that as we speak i never watched the whole series i only watched that last episode just because everyone said you kind of have to know who this you know character is and but uh anyway i had that and then i had avatar because we're going in a fully cgi but like bizarre over the top animated world even though it's a live action movie so yeah uh I'm not very hopeful, but I love Paul Rudd and I love this character. So maybe I'll be surprised. We'll see. Probably not. Probably not. So next up, I don't normally include these like religious -y movies, but it seems like they're really pushing Jesus revolution as like a full fledged, like theatrical release, not just like a one-off screenings or something like that. So I felt we should include it here. Uh, it'll be in theaters February 24th. It stars Kelsey Grammer. Uh, Jim Gaffigan's in it, uh, Joel Courtney, Jonathan Rumi. It's about this hippie whose conversion to Christianity in the 60s started like a whole influx of Christians um, and looks just, I don't even know. Machine Gun Preacher? <laughs> Was that a thing? Is that You remember that? Yeah, that's that was, uh, uh, Butler. Gerard Butler. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's preaching to a different type of audience there. Yeah. Uh, look, the, the preview, I think they just watched the preview for Dazed and Confused and were like, put yeah. all the music from that onto here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, I also had uh, Crip Camp, which is a very good documentary about a group that like 
people are leaving out obviously different don't get weird you know like oh how are you comparing these two you know but nah, like yeah. but you know prove themselves with uh just some kindness right you yeah. know and showcase what they can do and then the whole idea of like the religious older people not getting the young kids and they're dancing it's footloose oh okay i see where you're going yeah sure why not let's go with that uh in in place of your days and confused i went almost famous but uh you know yep. same basic idea and then you know sometimes i'll like be kind of drawing a blank and i'll like type in phrases to try to come up with a, a puzzle piece because yeah, i can't yeah. think of one I, w- I was typing in spiritual awakening movies and phenomenon came up and i don't think that's what that movie is the john travolta movie but uh it came up every single way i tried to google it so i was like i'm just gonna mention it in anyway who did cares? you see that movie i feel like i did like when it first came out but i don't really no, remember phenomenon's it. like uh where he like because like it struck by lightning and he has and powers like, right yeah no like he learns everything and like oh uh, okay you know, and he's like you learned uh portuguese in 20 minutes and he said not all of it you know i remember <laughs> all of this stuff yeah that's probably a pretty good movie i should watch that Maybe. it was all right yeah i don't know well, there's one other movie that I saved for the end because uh, it's a special announcement here. This is the first we're announcing it on the show, but we will be doing a live piecing it together on February 23rd here in Las Vegas at Maya Cinemas for Cocaine Bear. So we will hold our puzzle pieces for the live show, uh, but there'll be information in the show notes. There's also a blog post on the website, but Jason is going to be one of my guests, as well as comedian Luella Chavez and filmmaker Michael Keane. And uh, it's going to be an awesome time. I'm so excited for it. And I'm so excited for the movie, too. Yeah, I'm excited for the movie. Uh, could do without the podcast. Yeah, sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, the movie comes out February 24th, and uh, we'll be doing it the night before February 23rd, 7 p.m. Again, Maya Cinemas here in Las Vegas. Uh, a few other movies in the month of February that I kind of just wrote down. Uh, not new movies, but uh, big anniversary re-releases. We have on February 10th, the Titanic 25th anniversary. It's a 4K 3D revival of it, which I'm probably going to go see. In this one, they run, uh, the boat crashes into Navi. <laughs> Somebody did, did the math. If it makes $600,000, uh, or $600 million, that's a lot of money. But if it makes that much somehow, it'll be number two. And then if uh, Avatar Way of Water keeps going, it could make its way to number three, and he can have the top three. You think it could happen? Oh, great. <laughs> Jason's not very excited about those prospects, but the other uh, big re-release is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which will be back in theaters February 17th. It's a remastered uh, anniversary re-release, which funny, they're advertising as like a new movie. Like I, I, I saw the trailer when I went to see, uh, I don't forget, I forget what it was. Oh, it was when I saw Plane. And uh, yeah, the, the trailer, they're just like the brand new movie from Ang Lee. Yeah, I bet you uh, the effects in the fight scenes are better than most of the stuff we see nowadays. I wouldn't doubt it. Absolutely. When uh, I was your age, they knew how to do fight scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, are there any other movies that kind of stuck out at you that you wanted to mention before we wrap it up? No, Dave, I know you're planning to do something for my birthday. We don't have to tell anybody about that. Sure, you know, sure. You just, uh, I'm excited. To... Yeah, absolutely. Jason, yeah. is there a movie you watched recently that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? I- I'll recommend something just because it was, it's not great, but it was so different. 
I was flipping through uh, HBO Max on a Saturday night, and uh, I was under the weather, mm. not just because I have no friends or people to hang out with. Sure, okay? sure, sure. Uh, uh, so maybe that would have been on a different night, but it wasn't on this one. Hopefully so, those uh, no friends will come to our live show. Yeah, <laughs> in your face, people who think <laughs> I was feeling well. Um, and uh, I came across this movie at Middleton. And it, the reason I'm picking it is because it's a totally different spin on something we've seen a lot of times before. It's about these two parents who take their kids on a tour of this college, Middleton, right? Mm -hmm. And then the two parents break off from the tour and spend the whole day like getting to know each other. And it's like a walkie-talkie, like before sunrise type thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like it's always young, one, young people in those movies. And sure. two, if... And two, if this was the setup, you would think it would be the two incoming freshmen, right? Sure, sure. So I thought it was interesting. The parents are Andy uh, Garcia and Vera Formiga. Uh, Formiga. Um, so it was just a different way of executing something. And it was pretty decent. Like, it's not the greatest movie I'll ever recommend. But if you want to see just a nice take on something you've seen done otherwise, then uh, I think that's a cool movie. That sounds, yeah, that sounds solid and uh, a good recommendation for this Valentine's Day month. So uh, good job uh, timing it up that way, Jason. You're a pro Tell at all this. the single ladies. Yeah. I sit at home on Saturday night. <laughs> Jason, what's going on with Awesome Movie Year right now? Awesome Movie Year. We are finally unshackling me from the doldrums, the quantum verse of 1953. <laughs> where I'm stuck with bad special effects and stories. And we're moving on to a more modern year, a year that we all picked. It will actually be the most modern of years that we've ever covered, not the most modern year. We're not doing awesome movie year 2022, but it does have the number two in there at least twice. <laughs> so that's your hints. But uh, so I'm excited. That season's coming along. We've already started recording it. Yes. A lot of really great movies that we're going to talk about this season. So I'm excited for it. Jason, what else you got going on? Tell people where they can find you. You know, I do have a website now. It's Eat This Comedy. It's for my uh, venture where we team up with restaurants and we put on comedy shows, curate special venues. It's dinner and a show done my way. Uh, you can find Eat This Comedy and the Trivia Party on Instagram. Also, I'm Jason Harris Comedy or Jay Harris Comedy on all the socials. Awesome. Well, Jason, as always, great having you here. And I'm looking forward to Cocaine Bear. Everybody get those tickets. Did you know, Dave, if I walked into a gay bar and someone gave me cocaine, I'd be the cocaine bear. <laughs> I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris, and we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years, and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best pictures, some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984. And we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jason Harris about some of the movies coming in February 2023, I'm sure we'll end up covering some of those here on the podcast. So make sure you are subscribed so you'll find out about all the new episodes as they come. We got a 
bunch of episodes on the way that have already been recorded. Some really great stuff. So uh, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what we do here on the show, make sure to drop that five-star rating. We would really appreciate that. Of course, follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Don't forget about our live show that we just mentioned in the middle of the episode. Yep, here in Las Vegas, February 23rd at Maya Cinemas, 7 p.m. There's going to be a screening of Cocaine Bear. And then we will be doing a live Piecing It Together recording. Jason Harris will be on the show, as well as Michael Keane, who has been here on Piecing It Together a few times in the past, and Luella Chavez, who's also been on the podcast a bunch of times. So really going to be an awesome show. we got some really fun stuff planned, and the movie should be completely insane and a lot of fun. So check the show notes. Uh, We're going to have opportunities to win tickets, but then there are also just regular tickets to that 7 p.m. showtime gets you into the live uh, podcast recording so you could just buy tickets to the showing or check out how you can try to win tickets in the show notes and uh yeah i hope to see you there so with that said uh let's wrap this up with a piece of music like we always do here on these episodes of piecing it together and uh the day that this goes up uh it's also the uh the season finale of jason's podcast awesome movie year And it is also the day that I'm putting out my next music video, Blacklight, which is a song from my recent album, More Content. And uh, I will be posting a whole bunch about this music video in the coming weeks, but you can check it out now over on YouTube. And right now I'm just going to play the song, Blacklight. So I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.